Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Deep True Crime, where we dive deep into cases, current cases, past cases, different cases to let you know what went on in that case. What are things that we should be aware of? Because truth is, this is a crazy world we live in. So I want to keep you updated to let you know this is what could go wrong. Be careful in your world. I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me today. In this episode, we're going to be covering the case against Lori Vallow. But we're going to be covering the whole timeline from beginning to present. So this will be multiple videos. That's why I say it's a series. So this is part one. So make sure that you smash that subscribe button. That way you get to stay updated on this whole crazy case. It is a crazy one. It's a sad one. It's a depressing one. It's one that can really hit you to the core. Number one, it has to do with children. Anytime any child is hurt, that hurts us all. Because they are our future. They are what tomorrow brings for this world. So when you have these beautiful children taken away from this world way too soon, that affects us all. And this case is no exception. It will rock you to your core. So I will say, if you have things that trigger you, when it comes to children, when it comes to when it comes to violence in any type of way, this is your warning because this is an ugly, sad case. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to be sharing with you from beginning to end the whole Lori Vallow case. First thing I want to dive into, who are the people surrounding this Lori Vallow Daybell case? That's the first thing I'm going to get into as we dive into this new series that we're going to be covering part one, part two, how I don't know how many parts. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you want to follow because we're going to be diving deep into this case. Who's who in this Daybell case? So you're going to be hearing a lot about them. So I want to give you a quick rundown of these people that we're about to dive into. You got the victims at the center of everything are two dead children and two dead spouses. This is Lori's children, Tylee Ryan and Joshua J.J. Vallow. Lori's then husband, Charles Vallow, and Chad's then wife, Tammy Daybell. Those are the four victims that are surrounding this case. You got Lori Vallow Daybell's five husbands. She's been married five times. Her former husbands are her first one, Nelson Yanes, married in 1992, ends in divorce, no children. Her second husband, William Lajoa, married 1995 through 96, just one year, ends in divorce. They do have a child together, Colby Ryan. Then you have the third husband, Joseph Ryan. She marries Joseph in 2001, they divorce in 2004. He dies in 2018 of apparent heart attack. They have a child together, Tylee Ryan fourth husband, Charles Vallow, they get married in 2005. The marriage ends in Charles' death of 2019. Together, they have their child, Joshua J.J. Vallow, by adoption. Charles had two children through his previous marriage to Cheryl Wheeler. Chad Daybell, the fifth husband, 
married in 2019 through today. Chad had five children with Tammy Daybell, who is his now deceased wife. Then you have the Vallow family. You got Kay Vallow Woodcock. She is sister to Charles Vallow, who is Lori's fourth husband. She and her husband, Larry, they're JJ Vallow's grandparents, which makes Charles JJ's biological great uncle. Now, Charles adopted JJ. Alex Cox, he shot Charles Vallow to death July 11, 2019 in Chandler, Arizona. Then you have the Cox family. You got Alex Cox, that's Lori's brother. He maintained he killed Charles on self-defense. Alex himself died suddenly in December of 2019. Alex had married Zulema Pastenez two weeks before. Now, she has not spoken publicly about the case, but she has spoken to the Chandler police. She said if she had moved to Idaho, as Chad and Lori wanted her to do, she would not be alive today. Now, before, before Alex married Zulema, Alex had a wife, Debbie, who married him in 1992 and divorced him the following year. She told the Chandler police officers that Alex and Lori, brother and sister, would simulate sex acts in front of her and the rest of the family. She said, he also talked about how she was hot and he sexualized her quite a bit. He did touch her breast and things. Alex and I only lived together, married about four or five months. Then I just knew that family was too weird and that I made a big mistake, so I got out. Now, Melanie Pawlowski, this is Lori's niece. And you'll also hear me refer to her as Melanie Boudreau. She is a niece through Lori's sister who is deceased. She lived next door to Lori in Rexburg when the children disappeared. Melanie marries Ian Pawlowski and she is involved in a custody dispute with her ex-husband Brandon Boudreau regarding their four children. Now Brandon was shot at in October and believes Alex was the shooter. And we'll get deeper into that as well. Now, before the children's bodies were found, Melanie, as well as Lori's mother, Janice Cox, and sister, Summer Shiflett, told the media they did not think Lori was capable of harming JJ entirely. Then, you have the Ryan family. You have Annie Cushion. She is the sister to Lori's third husband, Joseph Ryan, and she is Tylee's aunt. In Cushing, she wonders if foul play was involved in her brother's apparent heart attack. But her questions may never be answered as an autopsy was not performed and Joseph was cremated. Now, you might have heard me mention this earlier and might have even crossed your mind, but although Tylee's brother Colby shares the Ryan name, Colby's biological father is William Lajoa. Then you have the Daybell family. Chad's previous wife, Tammy Daybell, died suddenly on October 19, 2019. Chad married Lori on November 5th, 2019. Chad and Lori were allegedly having an affair before Tammy's death. Now, Tammy's sister, Samantha Gwilliam, told police about the pet cemetery on the Daybell property, which led to the discovery 
of Tylee and JJ's bodies. And you have some friends and associates that surround this case as well. You got Melanie Gibb. This was Lori's best friend. She attended religious themed conferences where Chad spoke and was with them the moment they met. And they did a whole series of interviews, all of them. And we'll be diving into Melanie as well. Then you also have Julie Rowe. She's an author whose accounts of her near-death experiences and end times predictions were published by Chad's company, Spring Creek Book Company. You also have Suzanne Freeman. She's an author published by Spring Creek Book Company. She had a disagreement with Chad on rights for her books and the types of books he was publishing. In 2017, she wrote him an email which she said, I know without a shadow of a doubt, what you are preaching will not lead to happiness. It will lead to death and sorrow. Then you have Jefferson County resident Christopher Parrott Sr. He operates the Another Voice of Warning, or AVOW, which is a paid form website where some Latter-day Saints have discussions or offer conjecture about their religion, and Chad was an active participant. Then you have the law enforcement and legal teams. The home where Tammy died and JJ and Tylee were buried is in the Salem area of Fremont County, which is Sheriff Len Humphrey's jurisdiction. You have Shane Terman. This is the police chief there in Rexburg. You got the prosecutor in Madison County, Rob Wood. After the children's remains were found on Chad's property, Wood became the special prosecutor in the case against Chad concerning the children as well. You got Fremont County Prosecutor Lindsey Blake and Rachel Smith. They're a special prosecutor from Missouri and they're very experienced in homicide cases. Now Chad and Lori, they have been represented by multiple attorneys. You had Sean Bartholick. He was one of the attorneys. You'll hear about him. He no longer represents them. You know, after Lori was extradited from Hawaii, they were represented by Mark Means. But Means eventually represented Lori only. In December 21st, he was kicked off the case due to a conflict of interest from him previously representing Chad and other ethics concerns. Now, she is currently represented by court-appointed public defender Jim Archibald, who has been co-representing Lori with Means since August 2021. Chad has retained the services of John Pryor to help him in the case. So that's a quick summary of everyone surrounding this case as we dive into it. You're, we're diving deep. So I wanted to start by letting you know who's involved with this case. Let's go ahead and dive into this case now. In December of 2019, the whole world, you, myself, all of us, we learned that two children, Joshua J.J. Vallow and his sister, Tylee Ryan, were missing. The one person that should have answers didn't provide any answer. And so the heat started getting on her really bad. That's Lori Vallow, the mom of both J.J and Tylee. Very, very sad case. Rest in peace, Joshua J.J. Vallow. Rest in peace, Tylee Ryan. Taken way too soon in this world. Since they went missing, investigators found their remains. Their mother, Lori Vallow Daybell, and her new husband, Chad Daybell, they have been arrested and charged. And so, 
I want to fill you in from beginning to current and everything in between on this story against Lori Vallow. We're going to start with Chad and Tammy Daybell. They got married on March 9th, 1990 in Manti, Utah. The couple lived in Springville, Utah, where they founded Spring Creek Book Company. Through this book company, Chad Daybell, an author, he published many of his books. The couple had five children before moving to their home in Salem, Idaho in 2015. Tammy Daybell, she worked as a school librarian. So this bookstore was, this was basically their passion. In 2006, Lori married her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, and became Lori Vallow. Lori entered the marriage with her son, Colby, and Tylee, who was the daughter with her third husband, Joseph Ryan Jr. Family members say that in 2014, Charles and Lori adopted Joshua J.J. Vallow. He is the biological grandson of Charles' sister, Kay Woodcock, who Kay is married to Larry Woodcock. Now, sometime in 2014, the Vallows moved to the island of Kauai in Hawaii. The couple would operate a small business on the island. The family then moved back to the mainland between 2016 and 2017. While the Vallow family lived in Arizona, Tylee's father, Joseph Ryan, he died on April 3rd, 2018. And it looks like the cause of death was ruled as a heart attack. He was cremated and very little other information is available about his death. Almost one year before the public announcement of the cases, Chad and Lori made their first appearance together on the Preparing a People podcast, Time to Worry Up. And the two appeared with others on several of the podcasts, Many focused on the end of the world, like the world is going to end. A felony indictment indicates that on October 26, 2018, Lori Daybell and Chad Daybell began discussing their religious beliefs to justify killing Tammy Daybell, Joshua Vallow, and Tylee Ryan. Now, the couple is believed to have met around this time at a religious conference in St. George, Utah. Now roll around to 2019, Arizona police body cam footage shows Charles Vallow pleading for Lori to receive mental health help at Community Bridges on January 31st. Now officers determined she had a normal state of mind and was medically cleared by Community Bridges. Two months after that podcast begins, Charles files for divorce from Lori in February of 2019. He claimed she viewed herself as a God preparing for the second coming of Christ. This is according to court documents. Charles claims his wife would kill him if he got in her way to perform her mission. She threatened him. The divorce proceedings are later stopped after Charles says he wants to make the marriage work. During divorce proceedings, the family says Lori disappeared to Hawaii in February for nearly two months and left the children with others. Now, around June of 2019, Lori Daybell's niece, Melanie Baudreau, demands a divorce from her husband, Brandon 
Boudreaux. Brandon claims Melanie affiliated herself with similar beliefs as her aunt and had joined a cult. Now, Brandon, he was surprised by this demand for a divorce and it came to a shock to him as he thought their marriage was just fine. On July 11th of 2019, Lori's brother, Alex Cox, he shoots and kills Charles Vallow. Alex says the shooting was in self-defense, but police were still investigating the incident. By the end of August 2019, Lori, Tylee, JJ, Alex, and Melanie Boudreau moved to Rexburg, Idaho. All of them. Just days after Charles was killed, Chad, he texts Lori what investigators refer to as a romance novel. Chad, who was still married at this time, wrote the story that described in detail a sexual relationship between James and Elena. The names he reportedly used to fill in for Chad and Lori. On September 8th of 2019, Tylee, JJ, Lori, and Alex, they visit Yellowstone National Park. Officials say this is the last time anyone saw Tylee. The FBI later asked for help from anyone who may have photos of the family taken that day in the park. Chad Daybell, he signs an application with Tammy Daybell on September 8th to increase Tammy's life map insurance to the maximum amount allowed on the policy. The very next day, September 9th, phone records place Alex on Chad Daybell's property in the general area where investigators would eventually find Tylee's body. That same day, Chad allegedly texts Tammy saying he shot a raccoon and buried it in the area. On September 3rd, Lori Daybell, she enrolls JJ in school. And this school is Kennedy Elementary School. And the principal, Josh Wilson, he would say that less than three weeks later, JJ attends class for the last time and his mother unenrolls him saying he would be homeschooled. Tylee was never enrolled in school in Idaho. Only JJ for those three weeks. One of the major questions surrounding the disappearance of then seven-year-old Joshua JJ Vallow and 17-year-old Tylee Ryan is why the school system didn't report them missing that September. The principal, Josh Wilson, he said he recalls Daybell coming to the school on September 24th and telling administrators that she planned to homeschool Joshua. Mr. Wilson says, it's a common process. There was nothing at the time that would cause us any alarm. He said he wasn't absent for months. Once they disenrolled, we don't track attendance. That's what Mr. Wilson said. And so that's why there was no reports from the school of the kids missing, because they wouldn't really know at that time. Now the family at this time did say that Tylee had graduated from high school early and did not attend school in Rexburg. That's why she was never enrolled in Idaho in any school because she had already graduated from high school. And so if you were wondering why the school didn't report them missing, now you know why. And so continuing on in 2019, October 1st, Lori Rents a 10 by 10 storage unit from Self Storage Plus in Rexburg. You can see here how she made a number of visits. Lori and a man visited 
the unit nine times in October and once in November. Often the man who appears to be Alex comes alone. Another visit shows Alex and a man who appears to be Chad. During one visit, Chad and Lori appear to visit the storage facility together. On October 2nd, Brandon Boudreaux says he was shot at with the bullet missing his head by inches. A report shows that the shooter was driving a Jeep that was registered to then dead Charles Vallow. That same day, Lori purchases a wedding ring on Amazon. Later, this ring is seen on her finger at Chad and Lori's beach wedding. Days later, on October 9th, Tammy Daybell calls 911 and says a masked man shot at her in her driveway with a paintball gun. She even posts about this experience on Facebook saying she has no idea who the person was or why they would shoot at her. Court documents would later indicate Alex Cox attempted to shoot and kill Tammy that day. And this is what she posts. Okay, neighbors, something really weird just happened and I want you to know so you can watch out. I had gotten home and parked in our front driveway. As I was getting stuff out of the back seat, a guy wearing a ski mask was suddenly standing by the back of my car with a paintball gun. He shot at me several times, although I don't think it was loaded. I yelled for Chad and he ran off around the back of my house. I have no idea what his motive was and he never spoke even after I asked him several times what he thought he was doing. I was about to smack him with my freezer meals from enrichment tonight when I decided to yell for Chad instead. 10 days later, Chad Daybell calls 911 saying Tammy died in her sleep at their Salem Home. Detectives visit the home and investigators originally rule the death as natural. Tammy is buried at the Evergreen Cemetery in Springville on October 22nd. The family holds a memorial service in Rexburg the following day. Now, within weeks of Tammy's death, Chad and Lori are married in Hawaii on November 5th. They then return to Rexburg. Over the coming weeks, police say Chad told witnesses that Lori had no minor children. Police also say that Lori told people Tylee died years earlier. So chilling. On November 26th, the Rexburg Police Department conducts a welfare check for JJ at the request of his grandparents, Larry and Kay Woodcock. They had not spoken to the boy in months and they were worried. And Police, they don't see JJ at the town home at 565 Pioneer Road, and Lori tells police JJ was with her friend Melanie Gibb in Arizona. Police determine within days that JJ was not with Gibb. The next morning, November 27th, the Rexburg Police Department serves a search warrant. When police arrive, they discover the Daybells had quickly Left. Court documents would show that on December 1st, Chad and Lori catch a flight to Lihu, Hawaii on the island of Kauai. The children are not with the parents. On December 6th, Melanie Gibbs, she contacts the Rexburg Police Department to say that Chad and Lori called her on November 26th 
and asked her to lie about the location of JJ. As deputies investigate, the Fremont County Sheriff's Office determines that Tammy Daybell's death is suspicious. Tammy's body is exhumed on December 11th and perform an autopsy in Utah. On December 12th, Alex Cox dies under mysterious circumstances in Gilbert, Arizona. His autopsy later reveals he died of a blood clot. On December 20th, the Rexburg Police Department announces JJ and Tylee are missing. The police say that their disappearance is possibly linked to the suspicious death of Tammy Daybell. The following day, police call Chad and Lori persons of interest. On December 23rd, the attorney representing the Daybells, Sean Bartholick, releases a statement calling the parents loving and devoted. He says the allegations will be addressed once they move beyond rumor and speculation. It's things like this that make this also, you know, the attorneys, how quick they can get behind their client. Now, just like this statement was made, that they will be making a statement. They will release a statement, just like this attorney said, that he believed them, that these parents are loving and devoted. He says the allegations will be addressed once they move beyond rumor and speculation. Well, we know the facts years later now. It's hard to trust. It's hard to believe. On December 30th, the Rexburg Police Department, they issue a news release saying they have information indicating Lori knows either the location of the children or what has happened to them. They call the parents lack of cooperation astonishing as the couple refuse to cooperate. And that's everything that happened in 2019 and the timeline of events that led up to 2019. So we're going to stop right there as we continue the series of Lori Vallow Daybell. In the next episode, we're going to continue with 2020 and what has happened in that year leading up to their charge of murder when they're finally being held. Right now, attorneys hope to get them to go against each other. Right now, that's not looking like it's working. I'm Manny Rodriguez. Thank you for joining me as we continue the case against Lori Vallow Daybell. Thank you for joining me. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.